Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and today is the last day of the Celtic Tiger. The factory girls are between Fox Rock and a hard place, but the seafarer is dancing at Lunasa with the Lieutenant of Inishmore. That little gem is from the Lonesome West, where the cripple of Inishman is, and he can't stop saying, Philadelphia, here I come. These are just translations, but now we've got our mojo running into the river leading to Jerusalem. Oh, happy days. Joining us today are the usual beauty queens of Lenane, including Kevin, I'll be the devil, Jager. Oh, I'll take that one. That's a good one. Kimberly, our games I play master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. Yep, with little uh, falsettos in the... Irish plays yeah, mixed. I, I was like, to the Irish one in the room. <laughs> yeah. uh, and with us today is somebody you've seen in something you've seen. His career is crazy extensive, but some highlights include Alien 3, The Crying Game, Amistad, Pirate Radio, love that movie, AMC's yeah, Turn, Wayne's World 2, with Nail and I, and the upcoming Ang Lee film Gemini Man. But mostly we know him as Padme Amidala's personal pilot and commander <laughs> in the Naboo Royal Space Fighter Corps, Rick Ollie in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. While he's been in a million things, this gentleman is currently making his Broadway debut as Muldoon in one of the best things on Broadway, The yeah, Ferryman. Like, yeah. literally, go it's see so it. so incredible. Like, no, no, pause this, buy a anything. ticket, and then press play. Yeah, again. it's that good. <laughs> Let's give a big Broadway-said welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Ralph Brown. Thank you for that marvelous welcome. It's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to be here, so it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Um... Little fun fact: I had your action figure growing uh, up. That is funny. <laughs> he looked for it this morning. I looked he for told it, us. and I had your Star Wars card as well. That is funny. I didn't have any of them, but um, they didn't make your way to your is New York weird? City apartment. Is that weird? Did you get a lot of action figure? I get a fair bit of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I have a couple of them myself. Sure, you know, sure. Uh, I would hope uh, one of them is in a starfighter suspended from the ceiling. That's amazing. Wait, yes. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you do you do people? Do you know that your character is sometimes called Captain Obvious? No. Oh, it's new. Yeah, what? because all of the lines from it are just like, there's a starfighter there. Oh, okay. Like, our shields are going down. <laughs> like, there's a blockade. Yeah. So, the, so like, yeah. in the Star Wars world, it's... That little Captain... droid did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're happy to have you here to talk about the ferryman, because as we mentioned, it's a three-hour play that feels like 20 minutes. It's oh my God. so spectacular. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it extensively in terms of why we like it, mm-hmm. but we're really excited to kind of dig into it with you. Let's do it. Um, absolutely. Um, but before we start, do you have a favorite play or a favorite playwright? 
Uh, my favorite playwright is William Shakespeare. Uh-huh. I heard of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that actually, we could do, uh, what have you seen Has this Has he ever week? had a play on Broadway, though? No. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's ever had one. Wait, Brian, <laughs> what did you see yesterday? I saw the, the Falmus of the Fairman. No, I saw King Lear yep. uh, with Glenda Jackson. Different yep, yep. place. A very different. Yep. Um, so I have a problem with knowing if Shakespeare pl- ver- productions are good or not. <laughs> sure. Because... I know right. when they're good because like I can follow it along. Like mm-hmm. even if the performances aren't great, I'm not saying this is has nothing to do with King Lear. Okay. I didn't make Glenda Jackson is it was amazing to watch her work and Ruth Wilson um as Cordelia was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um but I know when a Shakespeare play is bad because I just can't follow it. I really can't understand what's happening. Even if I know the plot. And you sure. mean like the production, sure. not like the R- play. Right. Yes. I'm not talking about the, but on the flip side of that, you know when it's great because like you can really follow along with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's absolutely fair enough. Okay, uh, that, that you know this is four hundred year old writing, mm-hmm. and, and he had a much larger vocabulary than we have right now. Yeah, he yeah. actually was responsible for inventing a number of words mm-hmm. which we all use. Uh, I have no examples, but uh, <laughs> uh, but, but but yeah, if you can't do it in a way that's understandable to a modern audi- mm-hmm. audience, what what are you doing? So yeah. you know, I have a problem figuring out if. At what, if it's between great and not great, where it falls on the spectrum mm. of uh, pr- production, because I can empathize with a lot of the characters, meaning that even if I don't understand everything that Lear is saying or everything that Cordelia is saying, yeah. the performances are so empathetic, I can latch on to these emotions. Yeah. Totally. But I don't know if, like, it was a good production, if that makes sense. Not mm-hmm. the Lear, I'm just talking in general. So, like, yeah. what, okay. what do you look for when you go to see a Shakespeare production? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to be able to understand the words. That's A. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and if the actors are saying the words in a way that I understand, I think that's an absolute triumph in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was in a, an all female version of Julius Caesar that played in New York five years ago, mm-hmm. directed by Phila Lloyd. Sure. Uh, and my wife played Cassius in that, and Harriet Walter was uh, Brutus. It played at St. Anne's Warehouse. And uh, that's the best Julius Caesar I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was all women on stage. It was very, very emotional. Julius Caesar is usually presented as a, a, a sort of um, a very political play, you know, oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. war and about succession and about revolution. Uh, and it is about all of those things. But actually, seeing it performed by women showed you the usually the subtext of that play, as in what are people actually feeling. Mm-hmm. And it and it and it's made me realise I'd never seen a production where that was even attempted. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. It was a magnificent uh, production. There's also something to be said for like the audience imprinting something different when they see a woman playing a part of that string. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's time for all of that, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's let's let's have it all. Let's have the whole canon. Um, done like that. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a revelation. And, and it was set in a women's prison for those who didn't see it. So the prisoners were putting the play on. Um, oh, yes. And all of the props that they used and everything was stuff that you would be allowed to have in prison. And there was nothing else on it. So it was very, mm-hmm. very punk, you know. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. Of like, and it so turned cool. out that the, 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 the woman guy playing Caesar, Francis Barber, was a prison officer. And you didn't find that out to the end. And that was, mm. that was very clever as well. Oh. There were lots of lovely. I just had goosebumps. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Shakespeare, not a bad writer. He's I've heard of him. Yeah. So you said, and your wife was in that production. She was. Uh, do you find it difficult to like separate yourself, like when you're watching her perform, like in the show, from being like, oh, that's my wife? No, it's absolutely impossible. Um, I'm quite happy to 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 not separate it out. I mean, I go to see. Yeah the production that she's in, plus her, you know, and mm. I can have both of those thoughts in my brain at the same time. That's yeah. awesome. I'm quite complicated. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> well, before we move on, what we haven't done yet is what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, what are you drinking? Hendrix and tonic. Oh, beautiful. Me too. Oh, the taste of it. <laughs> <sighs> In a great comet cup. Yes. Ah, yes. I've just finished a show. We have a matinee at 3 p.m. on a Sunday, and we come off at 6.30, 6.15. Mm-hmm. Have a little um, decompress with a, with a whiskey. We have a little uh, impromptu whiskey bar on the floor above me where mm-hmm. um, the, the, the empty bottles of whiskey are gro- growing uh, <laughs> by the day. But it's a kind of a necessary decompress. And, and uh, I think tonight I had a Jameson, you know, appropriately being the, oh, yeah. the great southern Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm well on the way to being quite happy. <laughs> Perfect. Kimberly, are you drinking the same thing? I am drinking the and same thing. what cup are you drinking out of? I mean, obviously, I feel like people, as much as I say this name a lot, I'll never remember any of the words. Right. Reuben and Clay's first annual Christmas Carol Family Fun Pageant Spectacular Reunion Show. Yeah, of course. Easy of for course. you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and should we say that? This is our second episode, and so now, it, that was harder to say yep. than the first. Yep. <laughs> Fair. Okay. And I'm drinking the Milagro tequila with uh, some... Uh, Schweppes uh, lemon lime seltzer. And yeah, that's really call out too. the brand on that seltzer. Yeah, yeah. you dirty uh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm drinking it, the Milagro too. And mine's in a waitress cup. And mine's in a phantom cup. Cheers. 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 Thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Cheers. Um, so let's talk about the fact that this is your Broadway debut. Mm. Wait, you, yes, that's fascinating. You have done, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've done all mediums before. You've been in the West End, correct? No, incorrect. Oh, but, but well, you, I was Don Moore Warehouse. Okay, I that counts. Good. Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Uh, worked with the RSC that here. Yeah, what? yeah. What'd you say? It's like Americans say count it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I saw some incredible productions there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna count it. No, I was there for five months in 1983, mm. which turned out to me almost my kind of professional st- sort of debut as an actor. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What do you feel? You know, making your Broadway debut after such an illustrious career. Absolutely thrilling. I I um I stopped doing theatre in 1990 uh, because I had oh. a very bad experience in Liverpool playing um, a Shakespeare character mm-hmm. uh, whose name we don't usually say, but we're not in a theatre, so we can mm. actually say mm-hmm. the name yeah. uh, Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was such a miserable, devastatingly horrible experience for me that I just said, no, I'm not going to do any more theatre now. Yeah. And, and I stuck with that, um, apart from a show that I did in 2009 just to prove that I could still do it. (laughs) Um, But I didn't enjoy that one so much either. So it was funny. It was like I started telling this story and my wife was also telling the same story, which is I don't do theatre. I subsidise the stage because I do TV and film work and Mm -hmm. so therefore I'm I'm paying the rent and she's doing the art. And that's the story we told each other and ourselves and all of our friends and all of the professionals Mm -hmm. for for 30 years, frankly. And uh, I'm now with a new agent, uh, artists and representatives in New York, and I said that to them when, in my interview. I said, I don't do theatre, I just do screen work. And mm-hmm. they were like, that's going to be a problem, Ralph. And I was <laughs> no. like, really? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. we, we build careers on theatre work here. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll do theatre. Mm-hmm. And I was ready, you know, uh, mentally to go back. I did audition for um, the uh, Iceman Cometh last year. Sure. Oh, wow. um, and I enjoyed that audition, and while I was sort of prepping the audition, I had to kind of put my brain in the space where I would be getting on a subway train every morning and going into work at every mm-hmm. day and, mm-hmm. and doing this role for six months or whatever it was. I, I live in Brooklyn. And um, 
So I'd done that bit of work. And so when the new agent, um, Scott Manners, said to me, you've got to put yourself available for theatre, I said, okay. And I mm -hmm. was available. And this is the first one that came in. Yeah. Um, went into the room, met um, Sam Mendes, had, had done, studied the accent over the weekend, had learnt the lines. Uh, Scott said, you've got to be first night ready for your audition. You know, you've got oh, to be sure. absolutely on it, you know. Yeah. Uh, did the scene, Sam said, oh, that, you've got the accent down. I was like, well, it's an accent I've always wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I collect accents, you know. Yeah. And, oh, that's and, awesome. And it's true, it is an accent I've always wanted to do, and I might slip into it in, in, in this um, show in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said, so what are you doing? You're going back on stage. I said, well, uh, my wife's got an amazing job, which is basically she's going to be doing for the rest of next year, mm -hmm. 2019, uh, which I couldn't tell him about at the time because she signed an NDA. Mm -hmm. But oh, it's wow. now, um, uh, I can now reveal that she is playing Hermione Granger in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So, so cool. that meant I, I had a year off, frankly, from being the breadwinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it was an absolutely yeah. new moment for me. And I thought that's a perfect time for me to... And I said this to Sam, I said, this is a perfect time for me to, s to see if I can get scared again mm -hmm. on stage. Mm. And he said, oh, I think we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you picked the right play for yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, I was offered the part the next morning. And, and so it's been, it's been a thrill. I was very, I wouldn't say scared, but I just felt like I was being very intrepid going back into a rehearsal room sure. at this age. I'm 61. And suddenly putting myself out there in a, a way that I hadn't done since I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. But uh, Tim Hoare, who actually directed the, uh, the new cast, was so wonderful. He was so compassionate. He was very even-handed with the politics of the play. And he was so emotionally literate that it's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy going into work every day. Um, strap hanging with all the commuters at 9 a.m. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and feeling like a proper New Yorker for the first time for five years. Yeah. And and just through this new group of people, most of whom are Americans, mm -hmm. tackling this this wonderful, wonderful piece of work. It's just been an honor, Did, privilege. In terms of you being a part of the new cast coming in, how much of your decision-making was up to you and how much of the decision-making was kind of already established because the original cast had done it? Yeah, it's a really great question. I mean, if you're coming into a play that's already a hit and has already been reviewed mm -hmm. and, and, and you're inheriting this show, um, you know, the fact that you're inheriting it proves it's a hit. I mean, it, it means it's going mm -hmm. on and, and people don't usually do longer than a year, do they? Um, and this is a British cast that I was inheriting it from. Uh, there's a track that you're expected to follow. You know, you, when you say that line, you're standing there. You know, and mm -hmm. you come on through that door. And when you have that conversation, you're over there. And so there was a track, but at the same time, when I saw the show, there were things in it that I wanted to have a look at, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of what my character was doing. And, and uh, Tim was generous enough to say, yeah, try it, do it. You know, and, and so it's not exactly the same uh, as the last production. Sure. Not for me and, and not for the whole cast, frankly. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, you know, the production we're doing is the production that... that uh, everyone has seen or hasn't mm -hmm. seen uh, yeah. over the last six, seven months. Everyone go see it. So, yeah, it's a bit of mm -hmm. both. It's a bit of, like, you know, getting on that track and on that train and a bit of me going, mm, well, well, in this bit, I'd rather just move over there. Yeah. And, and they're like, well, let's see if it works. And sure. Sam came in and watched the dress rehearsal and he watched the the first night and then we had four and a half hours of no day. <laughs> 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 And he was like, you know, you could sit down if you want in that last scene. You could sit down if you want to. And I said, no, I don't really want to sit down. I don't really want to sit down there. And when I saw it, I didn't want to sit. I didn't like the fact that the character sat down at that point. Mm -hmm. yeah. I bravely offered to multiple Oscar winner Sam Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he said, why? 
Yeah. And I was like, well, because I just think the tension demands that I stand up, and I just think it's not it's not a done deal, you know. Until uh, sitting down suggests that you've kind of accepted, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. felt like I, I just wanted to keep it tight and yeah. keep it tense and. Uh, like, That's just a little, plastic a, bag a little be exploding on stage. Maybe we should cut the plastic bag. Right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing show to, to come into. And, you know, it's made me actually feel born again happy is my phrase of the year. I, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remembering why I came into this business, the, why I wanted to become an actor. I started in the theatre. I did 10 years in the theatre. And, and I just gone back there at this age it's been incredible that's awesome now had you ever done a piece where you had to work with babies and like a live goose before (laughs) no I don't think anyone has a rabbit's with you right and a rabbit in my face every night (laughs) (laughs) seriously I imagine like popping a Claritin before each uh, (laughs) production because we've heard fun stories about the goose like Doing silly things like laying on oh, people's yeah. shoulders. Oh, when I saw, and, yeah, oh, the yeah. goose like laid its head down. Yeah, and, um, and, and it poops now and again, you know. Oh, great! Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, brings the house down every time, obviously. <laughs> of course, <laughs> any tension release in that show is just going to get a huge laugh. I would imagine. I mean, the thing is, animals and children—they uh, take the audience's uh, attention because the audience knows, without even thinking about it, that they're not acting. Yeah. They're being, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And so you're kind of compelled to watch what they're going to mm-hmm. do. Yep. And this afternoon at, in the matinee, there's a scene where um, Mary, who's the sort of mum, comes down the stairs with a real baby in her arms. And I say, oh, is that your latest, is that your latest addition there, Mary? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, and I'm, what's his name? She's like, Bobby. I'm like, Bobby, that's a nice name. And then I, for some reason, my hand suddenly went up in the air and I waved at the baby and the baby waved back. (laughs) (laughs) The youngest actor I've ever worked with. You listened and and responded. So is is your memoir going to be called The Baby Waved Back? The Baby Waved Back. (laughs) His name is Sean. I mean, and he's an absolute star and he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, that's, that's incredible. He How old is expected. he? He's eight, nine months old. Okay. Yeah. Should we play a game? Sure. Yeah, let's play a game. Sure. You ready? Ah. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, it's a funny one. Excellent. Good. Good. <laughs> this first game of the night is actually brought to us by our sponsors at GoldStar.com. Okay, great. Where you can find tickets to the Ferryman. Yes, you can. So if you go to GoldStar.com backslash Broadwasted. And then use our code BROADWASTED, all caps. When you check out, you actually get $10 off your tickets. Bargain. I would say, head to the ferryman first. Do it. I don't know. When you log in. Well, when you log in, you have to, like, um, you, like, take a survey of, like, what kind of things do you want to see? Because they do events and, like, theater and stuff. Sure. And all of uh, many different things. Um... And so when I made my, pro- I don't know why, but the ferryman is literally on the top of my screen when I look in. As it in. should be. It's like, you would like this one. And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> what so a- we, we gotta go again. Yeah, we do have to go again. You really do. I know. You know why? Yeah. Because I'm in it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's find out my and screenshots both me, from this morning. Kimberly and my parents are all freaking out because we're talking to a guy from Turn. So like, like that's like their show. Turn. Oh, <laughs> my mother's very excited. She yeah. goes, oh, I know him. He's a meanie. <laughs> text this morning. So, as we've decided, yep. we've decided, discussed, told you about, goldstar.com has discount tickets, mm-hmm. and then if you use our code, you also get $10 off. 
Great. So while I was perusing the site today, mm -hmm. I found a lot of interesting things you can do Okay. for some shocking prices. Great. So I'm going to read, oh, the title of this game is The Gold Star Price is Right. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> To which I'll also tell you, didn't do all that much research about the rules of the Price is Right. Just made up that disappointed people switching off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely looked it up, and this is what they call a one bid round. Okay, okay. sure. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to read. Kevin and I are like, yes, we know. Yeah, we're in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. It's the beginning when you get called down from the audience. That one. Yes. That one. I went no further. Great. Okay. One dollar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to read the description of a show or experience that is available to you at goldstar.com. You need to decide how much you think those ticket prices are. Now, a lot of these things range. So, for instance, the ferryman ranges from $49 to $110. Right. So we're going to go with guess the lowest price. Okay, cool. Got it. Without going over. Um, I'm genuinely excited to play this. I know. Yeah. Oh, should we get bells? Yeah, they're behind okay. you. Beautiful. Bell noises. Perfect. They're just fun. Okay. Um, what are the bells for, actually? I guess when you are done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like guessing your bid, you can just ring your bell. Okay, sure. Since we Great. don't, since it's not a visual medium and no one will see it like flashing underneath of you what you bid. Great. Cool. Mm -hmm. Just some sounds. Um, so you're gonna try and guess the lowest price. Okay. Um, we'll do two rounds. So sure. you'll all guess. I will let you know what is right, which is. Closest to the actual price without going over. Sure. Hence Kevin's $1 joke. Got it. Um, that was not a joke, that was real life. <laughs> <laughs> there are, I did actually research the rules of the prices, right? Um, there are some very interesting loopholes of like, if everyone goes over and then you have to go back and like, you, it's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, we used to watch it in study hall. Anyway, your first guess. So I'm going to read you the description. You can ask some follow-up questions if you'd like. Okay. Evening jazz cruise aboard the yacht Manhattan. Cruise New York City's famous harbor around 19... Oh, aboard the 1920s-style yacht Manhattan yeah. while listening to live jazz. Sit back and enjoy a beer, wine, or champagne included as part of your ticket. Okay. While you take in the gorgeous view of the New York skyline and our quintessential lower Manhattan harbor sites in this two-hour cruise. <clears throat> the onboard band gets festive... Oh, sets a festive jazzy mood with selections from the Great American Songbook by New York City jazz legends such as Duke Ellington and Charlie Parker, just to name a few. Two, they named yeah. two. <laughs> a few is more than two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whether you need a unique way to unwind or just want to impress a date, this is just the ticket. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to say $35. All right. All right. I'm going, uh, I'm going to go 25 25 okay. I'm going to go 30 I'll go right in the middle. 30 so what do we say? 35? 35. 25? 25. 30. 30. And the price is $50.40. Oh! Woo! Perfect. So then our lowest winner, Brian, lowest winner, lowest guess, Brian will get out, yeah? Oh, is that how I'm that was the worst it? guess? Yeah. Okay, sure, yes. I'm out. Okay, so Great. you're out. That's okay. what I decided. Great. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because then we're just going to do two. But... But I won though, right? Yes. 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 But, you definitely won. But oh, I wait. had to stay and play again because I didn't actually win. I Correct. Won that you round. won to stay in. Exactly. Got it. Yes. And then I didn't lose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. I'm with it. Oh, wait. Okay. Maybe I'm resolving my rules in my head. It's okay. This I'm works. Like, why did I think I needed five things when now I'm just reading two things? This hmm. works. Okay. I'm just going to read another. And you're all three back in. Um, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So Great. we're going to give it So he a has point. one. So you have one point. Thank you. Great. Great. <laughs> 
Naked Boys Singing, the smash hit musical comedy. Okay. The title says it all. This unique evening of entertainment, even for New York... This is a unique evening of entertainment, even for New York City. What are they saying about our town? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that we have a lot of naked boys who sing? I mean... No, that we don't have any. <laughs> right. Eight hunks display all of their charms as they celebrate the splendors of male nudity and comedy, song, and dance. This sensational review features 16 original songs, from the sassy opening number, Gratuitous Nudity, to the hilarious Bliss of a Briss. Naked Boys Singing, which made its triumphant return to Off-Broadway last year, has been hailed by audiences and critics alike as a surefire crowd-pleaser for bachelorette parties, girls, and boys' night outs, or just a roaring good time for anyone who appreciates the male form, a good laugh, and great music. Yeah, sure. Kevin, why don't you start? All right, I'm going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to say $25. All right. I'm going to go $39. Interesting. I'm going to go $24. Oh, okay. And we get our first... Exact? Nope. The lowest price ticket for this show is $20. Oh, we all went over. Which oh. means you've all gone over, so you all get to guess again now knowing... Oh, wait, no, I did it wrong. You don't get to guess again because I told <laughs> you how much you it cost. <laughs> well, you all lose. Okay. okay. Great. Great. Perfect. Next. The Broadway Prohibition Pub Crawl. Explore the Broadway Theater District and some of pub in some of the pubs that were actual speakeasies during Prohibition on your Urban Villages Tours Broadway Prohibition Pub Crawl. Your tour guide will help make the past come alive as you see some of the old Broadway theaters and the speakeasies that served as thirsty, theater-going public. Learn about how one of the most famous speakeasies would dispose of their spirits in the case of a police raid. Okay. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. See a Victorian-era hotel bar and learn how the wealthy skirted and scoffed at the existing laws. Oh. I like that. (laughs) See where one Prohibition's most notorious gangsters was shot. This is a very disturbing tour. But it's historical. Yeah. It's historical. There's just Give murder the and what laws. They want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Relive where the so-called queen of the speakeasies had one of her nightly clubs, and see where one of the most famous early 20th-century Broadway showgirls tended a bar at a speakeasy. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will go, gonna, I'll go I'll first in this one. Okay. Since mm-hmm. I've done yep. No yeah, mention of how many fair. drinks you get in this pub crawl. Continue. No. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say this is a, a twenty dollar event. Okay. Nineteen. Ooh. Thirty. Kevin wins it. It is thirty-one fifty. Boom! All right. That was so I'll All be right. out. It's one versus one. This is a showdown. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Oh yeah. Choose. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. The fun family musical Princess Particular. The Secret Theater presents <laughs> Princess Particular, a new musical for children. It's in Queens. So oh, it's funny. in Long Island City. It's so secret. It's very secret. This spirit and fight the spirited and feisty young princess is used I can't read. I'm so sorry. This spirited and feisty young princess is used to getting what she wants when she wants it. And by golly, today she wants to be a ballerina. But King Lotsado and Queen Patience are way too distracted to deal with such triv- trivialities. Sure. Fortunately, her four maids and the Chancellor and Lady-in-Waiting are here to help with lots of fun tunes and hilariously broad physical comedy. Okay. Just telling you what as it is. As broad as it is. <laughs> this delightful new show by Richard Mazda is a treat the whole family can enjoy, kids and adults alike. You're going to Long Island City to the Secret Theater to see a kids show. I say 20 bucks. 
21. Lowest price is $6. Oh. Kevin wins it. Yay! <laughs> well done. Thank you. The Gold well Star done. price is right. Yeah. Absolutely. Go to goldstar.com backslash broadwasted. Wait, do it. but if the lowest price is $6, does Gold Star give you three, $4 if you use our code? Mm. I have no idea. Yeah, that works. Sure, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fees are involved. I think we're all winners, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, like got, you all yeah. listened to me cold read a bunch of descriptions. Yeah, beautiful. And we did all a blink. A um, couple more questions for you, if you don't mind. For me? Yeah. Okay. So you've seen a lot of theater all over the world. Um, you've been in theater all over the world between the world. certain years. Um, do you and in certain places of the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All over, two places. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it? Di- what's the difference that you've seen between American audiences and European audiences, um, whether it be while sitting with them or performing for them? You know, that's a, that's an interesting question. I uh, don't actually see a difference, to be honest with you. Sure. Mm. Uh, generally, I mean, um, you know, in England, we used to say that the the Friday night audience was was up for a, a laugh, and and you know, they, they they would be a great audience. They would be very responsive, and the Saturday night audience would sit there and go, "Go on, then." Mm-hmm. You know, we've oh. paid our money, you, you've had your review, and we're just going to sit here, and you better be good. Uh-huh. And that's kind huh. of also true here. Okay, uh, that's really interesting. You know that there is a difference between a Friday and a Saturday night. Uh, matinee audiences are generally very responsive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we really enjoy matinees. Um, I yeah, I haven't seen a difference. Um, but recently, I saw Mean Girls on a Saturday night, and I was fascinated by the audience because mm. it was the first time at intermission. Everyone got up to get a new drink or talk to someone. Like, mm-hmm. no one mm-hmm. was, like, sitting. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. so used to, like, I see a lot of Sunday, Wednesday matinees mm. where, like, intermission, everyone's just like, no, this is what I'm doing for the day. I'm just going to sit right, right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This is my day. Not so busy, right? Exactly. Saturday night audiences are busy people. They've got busy schedules, and you better be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. I love a Sunday matinee. I saw a ferryman set, uh, Sunday matinee. They're all different challenges. You know, that's the thing is you have to deal with whoever's there. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and if they're not if they're not responding, you have to you have to just still give them the same show because people might be responding internally. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. And you don't get it until the curtain calls. Yeah, you know, I've and then suddenly back. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, they were with us all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, they were like riveted. Yeah. They couldn't possibly say anything. Is there an audience reaction that you'll never forget? Well, uh. Mm. I don't want to do spoilers for the ferryman, so I'm going to avoid talking about that. Sure. But there, oh, was, yeah. there was one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a, it's a longer show. And uh, is your what is is Harry Potter running about as long as the ferryman, or is it? It is, you know. Um, so do you guys like meet two. on the subway? We kind of do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we were rehearsing at the same time in the 42nd Street studio. Mm-hmm. We were on the fourth mm-hmm. floor. They were on the third floor. Jenny got cast in September. Stop. Right. We weren't allowed to tell anybody until the press release came out. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the press release came out on the day that my deal was done in December. So we both, oh, no. in theory, were allowed to It was to announced tell. to the same <laughs> It was like, so we had this, hooray! <laughs> You're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like we were biting our fists for yeah. three months yeah. about this lovely news. Yeah, That's Couldn't crazy. enjoy it, couldn't really tell people, couldn't share it, yeah. you know? Let's go um, to dinner for no reason. <laughs> Just because we're hungry. We're fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of, that was new. You know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. usually as an actor, the best bit about the whole 
life of being an actor is, is being offered a, a, a job. Yeah. And it's yeah. the day when you get to drink champagne and you go, yeah, I got that job, I'm going to do that job. Mm -hmm. Then you have to do uh -huh. it. Right, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Which is sometimes great and sometimes not so great. But, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, we couldn't quite have that yeah. Yeah. hooray moment. So we're, we're having it now. Cool. That's so fun. Do well, you guys commute together? Like, yeah, are do. you able yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. We, we do sometimes, yeah. Um, Meet each other at the stage door. Thing is, I take city bike from where we live to mm. to the station, and and Jenny doesn't. So, so sometimes we don't commute together because I'm like, well, I'm getting city bike because I can just do it in two minutes flat, and right. you're going to walk through the park, and it's going to take you ten minutes. And so, bye, see ya, have a good show, <laughs> <laughs> have a good show, honey. See you later. See you at midnight. Yeah. That's marriage. Does she, does she walk out? She's like, I'm doing part two tonight. I'm doing part two. Tonight. <laughs> don't do part one. Yeah, yeah, actually, I wonder if that would be crazy. Like, be like, wait, oh, you show up ready to do a part one show. They're like, no, it's a part two show. You're oh, like, no. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. They do four shows a week, twice. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We do huh. eight. We do eight shows a week. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so we both, we both do the same amount of time on stage, more or less. Mm -hmm. Have you both seen Harry Potter? I have. Have I you have not? not yet. We need to go. Yeah, we it's phenomenal. Oh, really it is go. phenomenal. They've only just started like releasing production photos. Even like I feel like yes. just recently I've seen their, production their photos. Their press night was this week, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, part one Wednesday, part two Thursday. Friday they were dark because otherwise it messes with their schedule. Then yeah. yesterday Saturday they did one and two, and today Sunday they did one, and they're doing two right now. Oh. And huh? then they're then they're on. You know. Um, so yeah, th this week. Just gone has been our week of hooray. We're both on Broadway mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, you know, so which has fun. just been. I mean, I just haven't got words really for it. It's just quite extraordinary. That's amazing. In it's incredible. Cool. We've we've lived here for five years, and is this her know. debut as well? No, no, she no, she was in the Crucible. Oh wait, I saw that. Yeah, she was Tichiba in the Crucible. Oh, Evo Van Hovers so with um, Saoirse Ronan and uh, yeah, yeah, Ben Bushaw and, yeah. and, and Sophie Oppenheimer. Second preview. Yeah, yeah. So so good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, when you spent time um, in uh, the Nabu uh, Royal Space Fighter Corps... Let's get back to the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, also, let's alienate the Kevin from this conversation. Well, you, would, you would fly Queen Amidala <laughs> yes. from Nabu to Coruscant. Yes, I would. Cool. Um, yes. But we're going to take you somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, I like the transition. Well done. You're welcome. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. Welcome to Kevin's corner, where I have three uh, highly researched questions to ask you. Yes, sir. Um, and today is the name the name game. Yes. So mm -hmm. each of these questions is going to begin by talking about how your name is Ralph, and that there's other people who are named Ralph. Oh. So we're going to dive through that, and then I went through a Wikipedia hole, and we'll find out where these questions end up. <clears throat> okay. So here we go. Question cool. one. Yes. Your name is Ralph. Yes, it is. Just like Karate Kid and Outsiders star Ralph Macchio, who in 1996 actually performed the lead role of J. Pierpont Finch in the U.S. national tour of the revival of the 1962 Tony Award-winning musical How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, in which he got very positive reviews. Cool. Huh. Reviews on the run formerly known as Judgment Day in the United States and reviews on The Rock in earlier versions of the Electronic Playground, is a video game review TV show hosted by Victor Lucas and Scott C. Jones, who permanently replaced the position vacated by Tommy Tallarico. Rico Suave was the professional wrestling name of a Puerto Rican professional wrestler, Julio Domingo Estrada Caceres, who was born on the 4th of July. So my question for you is this. What is your favorite holiday... And what holiday do you think we should create right now that the whole world should have to adopt? Uh, when you say, what is my favorite holiday, I, 
I sort of get the feeling that you're not asking me what my favourite holiday was, that you actually mean what's your favourite national holiday. Yes, yes. Mm. That's not like you your favourite, like, trip. Right. Yeah. Okay. My favourite holiday is Martin Luther King Day. But that's my favourite holiday. That's the holiday that I would actually participate in. And then a holiday that I would suggest... Was that the secondary yes, question? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Holiday I would suggest. Well, mm, that's a really tricky one, actually. Um, mm, I would just probably invent a brand new one. Just sure. A, just a brand new one. Just something mm. completely new. Yeah. Uh, which was a sort of a love thy neighbor day. You know, I like oh, that. I love that. You know, it's a bit like a bit Ringo Starr. I know, you know, yeah. it's like a bit, a bit peace and love, and just say this is this is a holiday where nobody has to work, and uh, and literally nobody has to work. So all the trains stop, everything stops. There's no operations, there's no taxis, um, but you have to love your neighbor. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, like, com- like forcing people to get into their communities, and like, especially mm-hmm. in this kind of city where like a lot of people don't even you know say, who yeah. lives next door to them. Say hello to the people who live next door. Yeah, yeah. I love that holiday. You too. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's question two. Okay. Your name is Ralph. Yes. Just like Joseph's incorrectly pronounced brother, Ralph Nathan Twistleton Wickham Fines. Yes the English actor, film producer, and director who first achieved success on stage at the Royal National Theatre as a celebrated Shakespeare interpreter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Interpreter is a 2005 political thriller film directed by Sidney <laughs> Pollack, starring Nicole Kidman, Sean Penn, mm-hmm. Catherine Keener, and Jesper Christensen. Mm-hmm. It is notable for being the first movie ever to have shot inside the United Nations headquarters in New York City. City of Angels is a 1998 American romantic uh, fantasy film directed by Brad Silberling and starring Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan, where Cage is an angel or something, and Meg Ryan gets hit by a bus. I can see where you're going. Right. (laughs) Spoiler alert. So my question is, can you please make up three fake spoiler alert statements about the upcoming final season of Game of Thrones? (laughs) What? Not really. Do you watch the show? <laughs> nope. Oh. oh, this is even better. So, um, so I can do it, obviously. Yeah, so, right. So, yeah. so what would be three... If you had to predict what's going to happen at the end of Game of Thrones this season... Okay. Having never what would, watched. What are yep. your three predictions? Okay. One, Sean Bean never died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, two, uh, Kit Harrington is gay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that twist. Yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and three, it was all a figment of somebody else's imagination. Oh, I like, feel like that could Like be Frodo real. from Lord of the Rings fell asleep and dreamt Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the last scene is somebody waking up and going, oh, my God, I just had the weirdest dream. <laughs> <laughs> they ended like Dallas. Was yeah, that the show? Imagine the letdown. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Just, wait, what's his name from Princess Bride? Like, is being told another story. Oh, Fred Savage. Savage is in bed. No, the, uh, I mean they did a lot. Newhart did it. Yeah. Where, um, uh, the, the other yeah. one where when uh, Newhart like he did a second show, but then he woke up and his wife from the first show he did was, was in bed with next him. He's like, I just had the craziest dream. I was an innkeeper. I clearly don't know that. Oh yeah. But so what, good. what was the show that like you're, you're trying to figure out who killed Jr. So that's yeah. separate because they killed the Patrick Duffy character, right? And then um, they just said it was a dream or yeah, something. Like he like wasn't that. actually dead. I remember that. Yeah. And what then, show? Um, Dallas. Dallas. Every, everyone oh. kind of took the Mickey out of it, but it was actually genius. Yeah. yeah. You know. 
And then what's the uh, Saint Elsewhere? Back? It was a kid's like uh, snow globe that he like yeah. made up the stories, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, question wow. three. Are you ready? I'm not. No. <laughs> No one ever is. <laughs> Question no three. One ever is. Your name is Ralph. Yes. Just like the Simpsons regular character Ralph Wiggum. Uh, I was hoping you'd get around to him. <laughs> son of police chief Wiggum and classmate of Lisa Simpson, who is best known as the show's resident oddball and is noted for his non sequiturs and erratic behavior. His lines range from nonsensical or bizarre interpretations of current events to surprisingly profound statements that go over people's heads. And his behavior varies between blissfully unaware to dim-witted to awkwardly spontaneous, even occasionally straightforward. The very nature of the character has undergone, uh, undergone seemingly differing interpretations over the years and within various media. The creator of the show, Matt Groening, has cited Ralph as his favorite character of all time. Me fail English? That's I impossible. I love him so much. Yeah, I shoot you, choose you. <laughs> oh, that episode literally is heartbreaking. So my yeah. question for you is... So good. If you had to play one cartoon character in a dramatic, award-winning one-man show on stage, <laughs> what cartoon character would you play and what would be the basic arc of your story? Oh, my God. It would have to be Jerry. From Tom and Jerry. Okay. Uh, who is the greatest cartoon character who ever, who ever appeared. I mean, yes. yeah, he doesn't get to talk, right? I don't believe he's got any lines because it was... Right, no, there were no... I don't there was think there was any lines no. in it, which is so pure. I mean, I'm tempted to say Top Cat, um, uh, you know, and, and um, Wiley Ki- uh, Coyote. But, but no, Jerry is, a, Jerry is just a genius. And so... I can't improve on the arc of, of Tom and Jerry. Um, you know, they, they covered the waterfront. They did the whole damn thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just but give me some, give me some big ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll give it, and I'll give him some lines. That would be so amazing. Oh yeah. Confessions of Jerry. What, what <laughs> accent would you pick for him? Oh, he'd have to talk like that, I guess. You know, he'd be a little kind of mousy kind of guy, but he was like, you know, pretty kind of, uh, you know, sincere, but kind of slightly weird. I'm so obsessed with this show. (laughs) And you just survived Kevin's Corner. (laughs) Thank you. That was uh, very entertaining. Now I'm desperate. You have to do that after the ferryman. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, can you extend it? be like, no, I have to do a one-man show. I'm doing Jerry. Yeah. It's called And Jerry. And Jerry. (laughs) And Jerry. (laughs) And Jerry. Oh, I'm so obsessed with that. We have something called Patreon, uh, where we have some of our listeners. Tequila. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> okay. yeah. We should call it our, pa- like our, 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 our yeah, Patron. Yeah. Our Patron. One of ours here account. should just be called Patron. Yeah. 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 Um, right. But they have some questions for you, so I'm going to share those. Right. Um, what do you do to warm up? Um, I put my costume on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I do. And we have a fight call. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I like to do the fight call in my costume. Um, and we have to wear mics and stuff, but it's like, I I used to do a big warm up, you know, because I thought, you know, coming back to the stage after 30 years away, I was like, oh, I've got to warm up, I've got to warm up my voice, I've got to go, and then I was like, nah. Yeah. Just say the lines. (laughs) (laughs) You know, try acting. (laughs) It's like, you know, never mind. Yeah, no, I don't. You know, quick, 20 press ups, like warm up. It's like, nah, nah. (laughs) Does the putting on the costume, like the external, the internal, is that you typically what your method is? I don't have a method. Uh, You know, I've done so much uh, screen work over the years that, uh, you know, typically just before a take, I'll be talking absolute nonsense to the person I'm working with, and Mm -hmm. then they'll go turnover thing, and then we stop, and then we bang, we're on it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
There isn't a big build-up. Um, the build-up would be turning over, you know, market, you know, scene sort of thing, clap, yeah, action. Mm -hmm. That's the build-up, you know, it's five seconds. Sure. And that's what I'm used to. I'm used to turning on the tap and turning it off again mm -hmm. and, and sort of reducing the flame to, to low, never off, you know, and then mm -hmm. turning it right up to full if it needs mm -hmm. to be full. And that's what I'm used to. And so I don't have this great process, I'm afraid. Sure, I just, sure. just to kind of reduce the mythology of it all, I, I just... Uh, I could I could do it right now for you. You know what I mean? In, uh, yeah. If you said be be uh, Muldoon now, I could do it like now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. So cool. Do you find? I mean, maybe this this goes along with that, but you know, doing these one-offs, you know, scenes and and kind of like doing the scene, then waiting and doing another scene. Mm. Whereas you're spending three hours not on stage the whole time, but at least going through some sort of an arc right. um, chronologically. Yeah. Is that a different experience for you, or does that kind of fit into the just like turning it on and off? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, it does. I, I, I mean, and because I've, you know, that analogy I used about the gas going up and down, mm -hmm. I think what that means is that you're always that character while you're doing that show, yeah. whether it's a TV show or a stage mm -hmm. show. So it's like the character's just inside me all the time. Mm -hmm. And so in some way, I'm him like now, you know, yeah. when I go home. So that's probably the thing that most actors do without necessarily knowing it or acknowledging it. Um, sure. Uh, and... I don't know another way of doing it. I don't think you can completely discard the character when you're not working. Because mm -hmm. um, it would just take too long to, to sort of start it all up again. Right, right. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, he's always with me at That's the moment. Cool. You know? And, and like I have to say, my wife has said to me over the years when I'm playing, because for some reason I always play bad guys. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask mean, about that. Like, uh, is that something you gravitate towards or it just happens? No, it just happens. And um, I, 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 there's, there is a long psychological answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into now, but it's to do with me not being particularly emotionally available for for uh, my 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 early years, and so that that kind of translates as bad guy, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think I'm now more emotional with myself and in my life than I was then. So now I get a much bigger range than I used to. But I can be bad guy at the drop of a hat. I understand that that part mm -hmm. and, and how to do it and stuff. So. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, in the past, uh, Jenny has said to me, I, I really hated you when you were doing that show. You used to bring that guy home. Mm. Oh, and he was really he was really hard to deal with. And, and I was like, I'm really sorry, babe. And she's like, it's okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's... It's kind of, that's what the job is, you know. Hermione and Muldoon, imagine being <laughs> 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 What an interesting household to yeah. come home to it must be. Yeah, no, it's, it is interesting. I wouldn't have it any other way, to yeah. be honest. That's yeah. beautiful. So, um, so is cool. there a role that you typically wouldn't play that you really want to play? Um, hmm, that's a really interesting question. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to play a really. Um, I mean, I've never played somebody that's really disintegrating, and I mm. think I could really do that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was I did do that when I was younger, and I just wasn't ready to 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 do it. I mean, I just I just didn't do it. I, I look back at that job as one of my failures. As a TV show, and um, um, and I think now I really could do that. Is there a specific pre part that is already out there, or that interests you, or is it you would like to create something? Yeah, I d either doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, I, I worked with Paul Schrader years ago, and he was talking about an actor and saying, "Oh, the trouble with him is he doesn't he he, he can't melt." Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a really interesting, huh. um, you know, kind of. Um, judgment on somebody that when he said oh the trouble is you know he can't melt and I, I kind of remember 
that rang in my ear because I thought, mm, I can't melt either. Mm-hmm. I, I find that hard to just disintegrate like that and mm-hmm. just let it all go. Brian Darcy James, who I'm working with every night at the yeah. moment, he can melt. Mm-hmm. He melts every night. Oh, he's brilliant. He's amazing. He's awesome. So and and the thing is, our scene, to, our our stuff together is never the same from one night to the next. Really? Well, I can't do it the same every night. I just physically can't. I don't know how to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have to do whoever I am that day, mm-hmm. within the within the play, oh, within right. the lines. But I, you know, if I'm feeling sad, I have a, I do a sad show. If I'm feeling sort of psycho, they they get the psycho guy, and <laughs> and, and and he rolls with it, whatever I bring him, you know. He's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But he melts every night. Yeah. Um, that would be a massive challenge for me, but I'm kind of ready for that. Cool. That's spectacular. Yeah. Um, on that note, should we play a game? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's play another game. So, based on a few things. One, uh, my mom's obsession with the TV show Turn. Oh. <laughs> and the reaction that a sim- this game got the last time we played it we're going to go back to historical fiction, the musical. Oh, Ooh, this was it. so good. So um, this one is slightly different than the last time we played, but I'll explain the rules again. Okay. Um, I have pulled up a few different historical events that someone on the internet decided should be movies. So Okay. Um, those events are in this pile. Great. Mm-hmm. We're going to make... You know me, I love piles. Mm -hmm. So basically, this day, we are all each going to create a movie musical that is based on historical fiction Mm -hmm. that is being done on a specific network. Okay. So you're each going to pick one historical event, one network that this show is going to be on. Mm -hmm. The caveat that makes this one different is it will be a mini series. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. And then you can also pick one Lights of Broadway show card that can either be the actor that's going to be in the show, a director, some someone that's involved sure. mm-hmm. in your show. Cool. Um, I do have very detailed descriptions of each of these historical events on my phone. Great new work. So <laughs> <laughs> once you pick them up, I can tell you what they mean. Because Great. I don't think you've heard of any of them. This is very exciting. They're mostly people. Great. Okay. Ooh. But um, it's very exciting. Um, Brian, do you want to go first? Happy just to. Just to sort of... Show us in practicum, show us how this game works. Totally. Uh, I'll just tell you what I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the 1904 Olympic what Marathon. A good one. Yes. Okay. Tell me Tell me more about this. I have no idea. So the men's really marathon don't. in the 1904 Olympics Games might have been one of the most hilarious events in history. Tell me more. Did you know? No. no. So they only had a few runners in the marathon. Oh, only a few runners in the marathon had previous experience. Other participants were oddities. So just a bunch of people showed up to do this marathon. Mm. And basically, the top three, um, so the men's marathon first place finisher completed the race in a car and was disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) The second place finisher was carried to the finish line by his trainers, also disqualified. And the fourth place finisher took a detour to go have a snack during the race. This is amazing. That is allowed, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah. finished fourth. There you go. Uh, uh, uh. But I hope that snack was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't, was the 1904 marathon. Right, exactly. Those you were the highlights. Extra fuel. Okay. So. Yes. This, the 1904 Olympic Marathon mm-hmm. is starring Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, and it's on Showtime. <laughs> 
Okay. So it is going to take place over 13 episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Each episode is two miles. What a mini series yeah. you've created. Well it's, a, well, it's, well, it's one season of TV. Okay. <laughs> Each episode is two miles. Okay. And it's oh. told in miles. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson leads this like um, cast of just total wacky characters that we'll see what happens to them along the way. It's like mm-hmm. Bad News Bears the marathon. I, I would even say like almost like almost like a rat race, you know, like okay. where like oh, you're just seeing movie. them all all so around. Good. It's a mad 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 world. Like you're seeing them go through, you have to get to the finish line. You know, some characters are being driven, other characters are stopping for a snack, others are being carried, but then you have other ones who are just like getting to fights hard. along the way, yeah. someone who's like really hard, working hard, and you have all these songs along the way. Wacky so. races. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I think that's the opening number called Wacky Races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perfect. love it. Um, and so, uh, and then, you know, it, the, the thematic element of this is just like, you know, anybody can do anything. It doesn't matter if you're a runner or not. You know, you can really achieve what you want to achieve. And I think that Jesse Tyler Ferguson comes in the third place, but like, or comes in a certain place, but he ends up winning because everyone in front of him is disqualified. Yeah, I think that is the guy who came third. It's beautiful. I have a tear in either eye. (laughs) (laughs) And it's obviously, this is, and it can get gritty because it's on Showtime. Yeah, just all men running a race gets very dirty. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I have... uh, Palisade, uh... Palisade, Nevada? Yep. Cool. Um, During the 1870s, the town of Palisade, Nevada was home to an elaborate hoax that caused what we now refer to as the Wild Wild West. Mm -hmm. The townspeople used to stage gunfights and bank robberies to entertain people in passing trains. Those people in passing trains did not know that they were pretending... And this is where the concept of the Wild West originated. Wait, really? Oh, this is dark. Oh. Yeah. This is serious. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. It's also funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they did this for 30 years. Like, trains would pass through their town, and they would stage these elaborate bank robberies, like, as people were in town, like, not telling them that it was entertainment. This is amazing. Yeah. So I have... Also, there was no sheriff in Palisade, Nevada. They were a crime-free town. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. Well, it's like, if there's no Batman, no, there's no Joker. Right. Sure. The yeah. Batman, the, yeah. the essence of Batman creates the Joker, but if there's no Batman, then there's no Joker. Mm-hmm. So this show is called Wild Wild. Uh, so it's called Wild Wild, and it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, created by Julie Taymor. Oh, wow. Um, so the whole thing is about a... Uh, they the town has hired like a director to make these things crazy and like make it like like they they want people to think that they actually are joking because they find out that people think that the wild west is bad so Great. they want to do what they're doing but like make it more hokey so they bring in a director who's like the real Julie Taymor so she's creating basically what she created with Lion King but like with the wild west to make like the show more and more expansive but it just makes people think it's that much more dangerous in the wild west so it's all about how like they thought they were fixing it but like then they make it even worse and so it's uh, on Amazon Prime and it gets like it starts out happy but gets like darker as the show goes on so are all the songs diegetic or non-diegetic like um, all the songs a part of the show they're putting on? No, I think they try... The, the songs are all part of the show because they're trying to make it a musical so people get that if it's a musical that it's a joke. Okay. But they don't realize that people on trains can't hear their music. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they keep doing more elaborate harmonies and bigger musical numbers, but people just think that it's like more of an elaborate like fight sequence. I love every so second it, of this. Yeah, I'm so into Wild Wild. Totally. On, so and the show Amazon follows Prime. like the people in the town and like the conductor of one of the trains. Sure. So you keep seeing like both perspectives. Oh, great, great, great. Oh, cool. Very yep. interesting. Okay. Would you like to play? I'm up. I should do the real historical event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shouldn't I really? Let me tell okay. you who it is. This is called Lewis Williams. Oh. Well, here we go with Lewis Williams, who was a slave who escaped captivity. Mm-hmm. Then he, um, so he escaped the world of, <laughs> he escaped the world of slavery in Kentucky as a child, <clears throat> and he built himself a life in Cincinnati. In the prime of his life, he fell in love with a girl, but to make sure that that girl loved him back, he consulted a fortune teller. The fortune teller, a woman, asked him all about his past. Then she sent word to his former master who came and had Williams arrested. Now, while he was in court for all of this, he also escaped. Mm. That's a cool story. Yeah, so the next part of the plan involved Williams learning to behave like a woman. So he escaped his courtroom by dressing as a woman and having someone who looked like him, like, pose for him, basically. Whoa. Yeah. So he was made to practice walking like a woman, and the Williams successfully pulls off his disguise and escaped to Canada. Whoa, good old Williams. That's really yeah. cool. I'm happy about Williams. Uh, so this show is on Nickelodeon. You know, which is which I think you know. Yeah. You haven't worked on Nickelodeon yet, have you? I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> it's hard to keep track. And. Uh, one of the people, I'm not going to say the star, because this person, if this person played Lewis, I think there would be letters to the editor, uh, <laughs> is Kendra Castlebaum. Okay. Yes. So Kendra Castlebaum uh, either plays the fortune teller mm-hmm. uh, or she plays, hmm, yeah, quite hard to get my head around that one. Um, Probably the fortune teller. Do you think, should we cast her as the fortune teller? Okay. Or the woman who teaches him how to be a woman. Yes. Yeah, either one. Oh. So, yeah, so he, so, I mean, to be honest, you've already said the entire story better than I possibly could. There it was, you laid it all out. I mean, um, this is an escaped slave who's learning how to behave like a woman. Yeah, there's probably a big montage as he gets made over. To be honest, if we pitch that, I reckon that might get made. Yeah, no, especially you know I mean? Nickelodeon. I, yeah, I was going to yeah. say Nickelodeon's in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of like a Nickelodeon star, but I'm yeah, too I, old. I don't know who would, yeah. I've turned 30, I don't know. <laughs> That's and exciting. Kimberly, you oh, I left. have to play. Yes. Let me tell you all about Hiro Onoda. Okay. Has anyone heard of him? No. no. Clearly you have all, so I don't need to read him. So basically, um, Hiro Onoda was an Imperial Japanese Army intelligence officer who fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. He refused to believe that the world had ended. The war had ended, not the world. Right. Wow. He, so he basically was one of five remaining survivors on this island in the Philippines mm-hmm. after the war had ended, and he thought that all of these pamphlets being dropped down that the war was over was just the propaganda. Was from just the other propaganda side. trying to lure him out of the hills that he was hiding in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was there for 29 years mm-hmm. after the war ended until his former wow. commander relieved him of his duty in 1974. That's oh a Gilligan's God. Island episode. Wow. Is that not insane? So clearly, this is going to be on the Hallmark Channel. Right. Oh, yeah. As a Hallmark time. original mm-hmm. movie. 100%. Um, with a guest starring role by David Hyde Pierce. Oh, okay. Yes. 
So um, David Hyde Pierce is what I'm going to say is the, um, let's see, we're going to create an American general who goes to Japan and is trying to work with them to free this man. Because he's like, it's not right that someone thinks the war is not over. Sure. And he's trying to sort of help everyone convince Hiru that it is over, in mm -hmm. fact, and that he can come home. Um, and they try to do that by putting on a musical together. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. There we go. And they, yes, exactly. So they put on a musical, they try and put it like on. Like end of Midsummer or end of Book oh, of Mormon. Oh, of course. Right, they yeah. go to this island and yeah. they're just like, we'll lure him out with music and jokes. Sure, yes. totally. Yeah. Obviously, we'll rewrite all of history. Yes. <laughs> and I just love do it. this. And of course, since it is on the Hallmark Channel, um, Hero will have like a wife back home that is pining for him and oh. sings these beautiful love songs and they, they send all of these love letters together and she gets them airdropped into the mountain and uh, that I'm he's weeping. hiding I'm in. So beautiful. beautiful. And like, they just can't hide them and they sing these like elaborate love duets together but like on split screens because she is home and he's reading the letter. Uh, what a beautiful season you of television. You guys have done this yeah. before. <laughs> 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 Once or twice. Yeah. But that was super fun and that was, that was historical. Good. That's historical fiction the musical, the yes. miniseries. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. It does. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely mm -hmm. pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, again, go see the ferryman. Yeah. Uh, go Fantastic. to you can get tickets from our friends at Gold Star, as Kimberly mentioned. Yes, go and to, we probably all will because we need yep. to see the new cast and we're obsessed with the show. Yeah. So. so go to goldstar.com backslash broadwasted. And you see some baby waving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> we'll let you tell know. you that we're there. I'm yeah. hooked now. Yes. <laughs> um, also get your tickets for Anne Jerry coming to a black box uh, soon. Um, but again, go to the new roundabout production. Yeah, yeah. Goldstar.com backslash broadwasted. Oh, wasted. Did you well the Laura Pels. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Or like the classic stage. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really great. Yes. Yeah. Or just or just in the, the Vivian Beaumont at Lincoln Center. Yeah. Let's we'll just put it in the Vivian Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. You can handle that, right? Like a one-man show in the Vivian Beaumont. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Bring <Yes>. on. <laughs> so much room for chase scenes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us at Broad Wasted. Hey, that's uh, us. Yeah. On uh, all social media. Um, join our Facebook group on uh Facebook. Yeah, we have fun on there. <laughs> mm -mm. Um, and then, of course, uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. And thank you. Um, but uh, additional to that, we end every episode with a quote. We do. And today's quote is, I don't know the words to tell you how it feels or how to put it in a rhyme. But if you come with me, you'll know how the lamps in the park look like God in the dark as they glow on the streets of Dublin. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. We very really much had a good time. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and uh, always keep an eye out for him because he's in everything. Yep. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you want to make sure you do see him, obviously go to the ferryman. Uh, we end every episode. We raise our glasses we and we say, Zutuwap bomb. Cheers. Cheers. Slancha. Slancha. See? Yes. It's Brian real. Yes, I know. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 